Welcome to From the Bleachers, a podcast from Sam Rush University's KLA-FM. My name is Logan Howe. In this episode, I talk to Sam Rush University head softball coach Ron Farrell. We discuss how softball has been affected by the pandemic, which players he expects to step up this season, and how the popping of the bubble affects the team. Welcome to From the Bleachers, a Sam Rush University podcast. I'm Logan Howe. With me today is Coach Farrell. Coach, thanks for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, first thing I want to ask you is, in 2010, what brought you here to St. Ambrose? Oh, wow. That's a solid question. Um, I had just had a really good year at uh, Robert Morris University in Springfield, Illinois, and a, I had a mutual friend with Coach Ray Shevlin, who was the athletic director at the time, and I was really kind of trying to meet, reach out and meet some athletic directors and see what it was going to take to maybe move up to a little better position than where I was at at the time. Uh, Coach Ray was kind enough to meet with me. Turned out St. Ambrose happened to have an opening, and uh, uh, he invited me to uh, interview for that job. And uh, um, he was very persuasive that this was the type of place I'd like to be. And here we are 11 years later, and I'm, I'm still here. So he must have been right. So um, you said you came from Robert Morris. How would you describe your tenure there? Oh, I, Robert Morris was a great experience for me. I was lucky to have gotten that job. I was a high school baseball coach at the time and and um, applied for the softball job off some urging from some family. I didn't think I'd have the credentials. Well, technically, there was a part-time job, so no uh, good softball coaches, I guess, would apply for it because <laughs> uh, of the lack of benefits and things. But uh, I was young, thought I could take a chance, and had family support and and uh, took it. And then uh, we happened to have a lot of success in, in uh, the couple years there. And I wasn't necessarily looking to leave when I left that year. It was more of an exploratory for the future. But, um, you know, the right position was here at the right time. And here at Ambrose, you've also had quite a bit of success as well. What would you describe as maybe your favorite highlights of your time here so far? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we had a 40-win season, which tied the uh, career uh, wins record here and won the conference championship back when uh, we were the MCC. And uh, that year was was great. But uh, my biggest highlights are, are really small individual ones, seeing the success out of some of the young ladies we brought through and then now seeing them have success. You know, I've been here long enough now, seeing a lot of them get married and having children and, and uh, coming back and seeing us. And uh, just seeing that, it, it really puts in perspective what's what's a little more important, uh, the softball side or, or helping our student-athletes, uh, you know, advance in life. And so this season's obviously been – pretty difficult for every sports team with everything that's going on how has your schedule been affected by COVID-19 well obviously the spring was the big one I was so disappointed for our young ladies um, especially we had one senior last year Madeline who was a four-year starter felt horrible having her year cut short and she was in a position in her degree program where where she really couldn't extend out she was in a position to graduate and go start a job and she had a great job offer and took it um, you know, summer, we, we don't get involved a lot. Uh, this fall, it's it's been crazy. It's been hectic. But but we've been able to practice. The school with the, the great protocols they've had in has allowed us to, to practice pretty well on schedule. With, with us being a spring sport, um, it hadn't affected games too much. We were, um, we'd normally play four to five dates in the fall, and, and we got into this year right at the end after the school opened up for us to play. And and you know we'd like to play more, but that gave us a good look at our girls, see what we have, and see what we have to work on in the off season. 
And you brought up the protocols that have been implemented. Can you kind of explain what those uh, protocols are at practice? Well, some of them are as simple as, uh, you know, our complex has two artificial surface soccer, lacrosse, football fields, as well as our field. And some of them are as simple as uh, it used to be everybody went in and out of the same gates. And, and to minimize contact there, uh, we go out in and out of a separate gate at the end of our softball field. And whoever's using north field has their own gate. South field has their own gate. Wearing masks, moving in and out of, of the complex um, uh, when you have downtime, trying to have masks up, especially in the dugout for us. When we're actually participating in practice, the girls can can bring the mask down. Uh, trying to space a little more in the drill work, just a little more planning. And, and when you come together with huddles, not uh, not being quite so tight. And then in the games, we, we didn't allow um, fans or, or umpires to touch the balls. We, we shag our own balls. Um, defensive team feed balls in just to minimize uh, the contact there. And, and then we disinfect our equipment regularly, balls and, and common contact stuff actually daily so and what difficulties have you faced as a head coach of a team during a pandemic well it, it um it was a little less stressful for me knowing i coached Davenport assumption high school and we had a full season this summer and we had a lot of these same same systems in place and so so i had kind of i where it was a lot of it was new to the girls i'd already been through a lot of it with davenport assumption um the biggest challenge as a head coach so for me so far to be honest has been in the recruiting process um, because of covid the 2021 this year's seniors um they're really far behind in their school visits and normally my whole class would be pretty well filled by now and let's just say it's not <laughs> so the recruiting's been a little bigger challenge but. and now we're going to get into someone that you've had to work with quite a bit during all of this how's it been now and also before working with the relatively new athletic director mike holmes oh mike's been great through the whole process i mean i i think he's been great since uh, the day he got here but um uh, he's been a huge advocate for us. You know, as coaches and players, um, uh, we're, of course, a little prejudiced and want to play, play, play. And, and uh, of course, the board and Sister Joan and the vice presidents, they, you know, they have a responsibility to the overall health of the, the overall student body and the school and the university and making sure we can stay in academics. So um, we all want to accomplish the same thing, but our priorities may be a little different. Well, well, Mike has been a huge advocate pushing to, to keep us playing no matter what the uh, protocols have to be. And, and he's been very supportive, at least, you know, I can only speak for my program. He's been ex extremely supportive of, of, you know, letting me do my job as long as I'm, I'm doing the protocols that are necessary. So uh, been a great relationship from my end as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and you talked about Ray Shovelin. He was the one that really got you help start here. Do you see a lot of similarities between him and Mike? Oh, they do things quite a bit differently, uh, some things. Uh, um, but, you know, the, the, the one underlying great thing that I, I love about working for both of them that is very similar is, um, you know, they have a lot of faith in the coaches here, and they try to let us really do our job. If you're accomplishing what you're supposed to accomplish, uh, they really let you be your own almost athletic director per se. Shows a lot of trust in you, which then makes you want to do things uh, that much better. So uh, my entire tenure here, you know, two different ADs, but they've both been awesome about, uh, you know, letting us handle our own business and just being there for us when, when, we, when we need them. And earlier you talked about the scrimmages. You got, were able to get two in. How did you think those went for you? 
we, we were we're rusty, but uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was it was awesome. We saw some great things. Some uh, some of the girls exceeded our expectations. Um, we really thought. Uh, uh, in the recruiting process, I missed out on a pitcher or two. So, quite frankly, I thought um, we were going to be, you know, uh, we have some solid pitchers, but we we're going to be a little down in that area. And it, as it turned out, our pitchers did an awesome job and gave us a chance of winning every every game this this fall. Um, the girls showed uh, our defense is spectacular. We're this is probably the fastest overall team I've ever had. Uh, we've got quite a bit to accomplish yet offensively with our hitting but um, I think we'll get there and then most importantly we're, we're a young team our biggest two classes are freshman and sophomore and, and we had both freshmen and sophomores prove that they're uh, ready to play at this level and who are some players that you're leaning on to really help carry this team this season well, I, you know, you've got uh, several, but, um, you know, our shortstop, Colleen, uh, you know, she's a four-year starter for us. And, and, you know, she's not a vocal leader, but she's just that girl that everybody just knows is going to be in the right place at the right time and, and elevate her game to whatever level we need. Uh, you know, she's, she just does not make mistakes hardly at all. And, and as a shortstop, uh, you know, that's an unbelievable luxury. Um, you know, Olivia McClintock's our leadoff batter, fills in multiple outfield spots. Um, she's our spark plug offensively. I mean, she's the fastest kid in the conference. Um, well, we have a freshman now that would like to, to, to contend that she is, but, but, um, uh, she's the best base dealer in the conference. She's a slapper, puts pressure on the defense you know if we're having trouble scoring she's the one that can really ignite us um so so we really kind of rely on her to be our our offensive spark plug and and then you know this year we have a sophomore behind the plate Kayla Stanger that that um you know by the time we finished up at spring break she was hitting the cleanup spot for us last year as a freshman she was our backup catcher to uh to a girl Madeline Thompson who'd started for us for off and on for four years definitely the last three years well Kayla now as a sophomore has to take over the catcher role for for Madeline and and be that big bat in the middle of the lineup so that's to have to lead your team on both sides of the ball that's a lot to ask of a sophomore but so far she's given us every indication that uh, that she's going to be up for the task and so what do you expect from this team going into this season well, if we can get the offense going, I mean, we're going to be very competitive uh, regardless. Um, you know, we've been in the top four of the, the Chicagoland Conference each of the years we've we've been there, and and I think we'll still be right there. There's a couple teams, especially St. Xavier, that's uh, extremely loaded and probably benefited from COVID actually, because in their case, they returned quite a few seniors that they were going to that they were going to lose. So they're going to be older, more experienced. Um, but but our girls, our defense is is just so solid that, that if if our pitching does what it did this fall, we're not going to give up many runs. So as long as we can score some, uh, you know, we're a winning team that's going to be there competitive all season. And then if we get uh, there at the end of the conference season, I, I'd say we're somebody nobody's going to want to see, no matter what our record is, just because we're so young, we're going to grow the entire year. And last question I have here for you. 
obviously the dome getting popped was a big was big for everybody how's that affected you whether it be practice or any type of scheduling well in the short term it hasn't been huge um uh, long term it could have been disastrous so we we missed out on a couple rainy practices this fall that we normally would have gone into the dome and went ahead and accomplished them Uh, but with it being our secondary season once again you know the fall all these things affect us a little more than your you know your footballs your volleyball soccer the the sports that their primary seasons the fall so we've been affected a little less than those sports um it was a huge concern because we play we host tournaments and they're the third week of february fourth week of february and first weekend in march and it's huge for our budget because it's it's not only trips that we don't have to take and pay for we don't pay transportation food costs but then we also make a little money off those too so it's huge for our budget and when it went down not not knowing if we were going to be able to do that has uh, was a little scary and now that it looks like it's going to be for sure back up uh, you know working with our facility director Tony Huntley uh, you know then my next concern was with football and soccer going to the spring you know they're going to need time and and it's going to be packed in there this spring but but you know he worked with me great we found a way to go ahead and get in some games in there this spring so you know, I'm I'm assuming there's going to be some issues with practices this January and February when everybody needs in there. But, you know, overall, we have some a lot of coaches here at this school that that really, though, they're most concerned about their team. They're also concerned about the success of the overall athletic department. And, you know, we'll work together and we'll figure it out and, and, and hopefully everybody will see great success. All right. Coach, I really appreciate you being here today. And that concludes From the Bleachers. Be ready for next week's episode as I talk with eSports coach Chase Newcomb. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to From the Bleachers. The next episode, I talk with San Ambrose eSports coach Chase Newcomb. We discuss how eSports has grown, what brought him to San Ambrose, and what he has to say to those who say eSports is technically not a sport.